you know whether it's that you're starting out on Etsy and you're making some crochet I don't know placemats or whether you're doing something on social media or whatever it is that you want to do the mindset thing is always going to come in and take you out and if you're doing it on your own you're really going to struggle so this is why I want to help you here I'm so so excited to finally be bringing you this podcast I've wanted to do this podcast for so so long and it's just life got in the way my business took off I had a baby so much stuff went on but then lockdown happened and it actually just gave me the time and the space to get my head around it figure out what I wanted to speak about and I'm so excited to finally be bringing this to you you know I, I can't believe going through my business the six years of being in business how many people I've met who struggle with self-belief struggle with self-worth and just have no confidence in themselves and it breaks my heart to see so many people wanting more out of life and they know that they could do more but they either get a few weeks in or a few months in and their mindset just wipes them out or they never even have the courage to go for it in the first place so this is what this podcast is all about I'm so, so excited about teaching you everything that I've learned over the last, I say six years because that's when I started my business, but actually this stems way, way, way back right to, you know, even when I was a professional dancer in that time. And I'm so excited to share with you everything that I've learned because I know it can help so many of you achieve everything that you want out of life. And my biggest fear is that, you know, people get to the end of their life and they haven't fulfilled their potential or they haven't fulfilled their purpose and they're leaving this earth thinking wow I really wish I had done that so I want to be a part of helping you all do that and yeah I'm going to be really raw really honest tell you all the kind of highs and lows of it and just teach you everything that I've learned really and you know I'm still learning and I'm still growing as I go along so you're going to be coming on this journey with me as well which I'm just so excited about so I think one of the the best things to do whenever you're kind of getting to know someone or you're you know you, you, you want to hear about their their journey you need to know where it started really because like I said so much of the way I am now is due to my upbringing and my past and you know what it was like as a child and stuff like that so I always find it so fascinating to go back and listen to someone's childhood and learn all about them because I think it makes so much sense as to why they are the way they are And I also think it's so easy to look at someone on social media or listen to someone on a podcast or as a YouTube blogger and think that you're so different to them. You know, if you're new on your journey of kind of personal development and growth and you're really starting out in this place, it's so easy to look at those people and think that you're so different from them and, you know, you're never going to be like that. But I think when you really kind of take it back and understand the people and what they've been through and the journey, that's when it all makes a lot more sense. So I grew up in Crowthorne in Berkshire, which is a really lovely place in the UK. It's just a really tiny village. And I grew up, I got a brother who was five years older than me. My mum and dad were still together. They're still together now. And I had a really lovely upbringing, to be fair. My childhood was amazing. Me and my brother were both massively passionate about our own things. So I was always, from the age of three, mad passionate about dancing. And my brother, from the age of four, was mad passionate about ice hockey. And we actually went on to both be professional dancers and professional ice hockey players. So our whole childhood was really, really busy, to be honest. Like five, six days a week, I was doing my my dancing rehearsals um, and my dancing lessons. So I was never in. I'd literally get home from school, go straight out to my dance lesson. And my brother would do the same with his hockey. And then every weekend, he would go off and do a hockey match and I would do it, a dancing thing. And then we'd come together maybe on a Sunday and, and kind of have some time there. So it was a really busy childhood. And I 
I know this now. I know now that like financially as a family, we were, we were really up and down because my dad was a builder. They had businesses before, my mum and dad. And they it was just a really kind of up and down situation for them financially. But as a child, I really didn't know that at all. You know, like my dad was so creative. He's still so creative now. He can literally build anything out of anything. And he built a swimming pool in our back garden. We had like this hot tub and, he, you know, he was always building these amazing things. And so I, in my head, just always thought that we were just really well off. And, you know, I was always at my dance classes and Danny was always doing his ice hockey. So I just thought we were really well off. And it's only going back now and speaking to my parents now that I realized actually they really struggled financially for a lot of it. But I just never really knew. The only thing that if I think back now, a time that I remember probably not being very well off, but I didn't even realize at the time is that I remember my dad coming back and we had to he was like, oh, I've got this really fun activity for us. And then he got us all these envelopes. And he'd obviously got some random kind of cash in hand job to like put the stamps on envelopes, put these letters in and stick down the seal these envelopes. And the only reason that I remember that is that when we were doing it, we had to do hundreds of them. Like we all sat down. I think we and my brother sat down and we were doing these envelopes. And the reason that it sticks in my mind so much is that my brother told me a story about a woman that, that licked an envelope seal And on the envelope seal, there was a cockroach egg and then a cockroach nest grew under her tongue. (laughs) So since then, I've actually never, ever, ever licked an envelope again. I feel like you may have been winding me up, but actually I'm not really sure and I don't want to risk it. So that's why I remember that time. But yeah, looking back and kind of listening to my parents now, I realized actually we weren't always, we weren't always very, very well off, but we never went without and they were amazing and so creative and yeah we just I had an amazing upbringing and I a lot of my mindset and the way that I am now is because of them you know like they had they always had such a winning mindset and with me and my brother there was just we would always watch like you know like sports films with like a real motivational message and there was always like quotes being thrown around and even when I was at college actually I only realized this the other day like I'm massively into affirmations now and when I moved to dance college I moved into my room and I painted the words to R. Kelly, the world's greatest. So literally wrote on the wall, I'm the world's greatest and like wrote the lyrics. I mean, obviously I don't want to be going and quoting R. Kelly now. In hindsight, he's not really the ideal, the idol that I should have been going for. But yeah, I was massively into affirmations and stuff like that. And I think that was definitely down to kind of my parents and the way that they were. So yeah, we had a lovely life. Like I said, we were always really busy and every weekend we'd be off doing something. And then I was I was all right in school. I kind of, I've got a bit of a short attention span, like stuff like art and drama and everything like that. I was really good at and I really loved. And then anything science, maths, English, just couldn't be asked at all. And I was doing okay. I actually was so fortunate. I got a scholarship to a private girls' school. This really beautiful small private girls school the only reason I was able to go is because I got a scholarship and I think the only reason I got the scholarship is because of my like performing and my arts it definitely was not down to my school grades because they were pretty poor to be honest and then yes I went there and the great thing about that school is that in my whole year there were like I think there was like 20 people something stupid like that there was hardly any people in my whole year we weren't allowed to wear makeup obviously there was no boys there was no distractions at all and every night I would just leave school and and go straight to my dance classes so I never kind of got caught up in the whole you know like hanging out on the streets and and all of that and so that time even though at the time I kind of like was thinking oh I'd love to be at school with boys or whatever that actually I think shaped me a lot as a person and a lot as a woman 
I really learned to just accept who I was. I really learned to just kind of grow into the person that I was meant to be and not kind of change myself to, you know, impress boys or, you know, I wasn't distracted in that way. I just kind of completely embraced my dancing and then, yeah, just kind of like was myself. And I, I just, I, I grew into the unique person that I am today, I think. I'd say I'm unique. Yeah, I think I'm unique. So yeah, so that was an amazing experience. And then a year before I finished, I actually got a scholarship to a dance college called Lane Theatre Arts in Epsom, which was just a dream come true as well. That was just, I remember my mum and dad picking me up from school and they told me that I got a scholarship and just I just cried. And actually that day, when I found out that I got that scholarship, I think that was during a poor time of our family life because afterwards we went to Frankie and Benny's and we went for a family meal and we paid for the meal in loads of 50p pieces because my mum and dad had just won the 50-50, which is like a, a raffle that happens at the ice rink at every hockey game. Yeah, and we'd won the 50-50. I don't know how much they'd won, but anyway, they would just won loads of like 50p coins and they paid for the meal and the 50p coins. So yeah, I think they were probably so chuffed that I got that scholarship considering we were paying for pizza with 50p's. But yes, that was amazing. But then because I got that, I just literally did not care about school at all after that. My head was, yeah, totally my dancing and that's just all I wanted to do. So I went to Lanes, loved that. And then that was the start of my dance career. And the, I've got to say, although being in that private school and being, you know, in that in that kind of secondary school environment really was the making of me as a person. Starting my career as a dancer, I lost it all. <laughs> I lost the freedom and I lost the kind of confidence to just be myself. I mean, dancing is a tough industry. Anyone who knows anything about performing and that kind of theatre world, it is tough. My God, you know, you go for so many auditions and you get knocked back and it has the ability to make you feel either incredible about yourself when you do get a job, but also horrendous about yourself. You know, when you get some feedback and it is just hard, hard work and it's just relentless. You know, you work so hard. I trained for three years at dance college and then I was actually really fortunate. I got my first job in America and I had a really, really, really successful career. I cannot complain at all. You know, I was in the West End and I traveled all over the world and I did loads of musicals and I performed at the O2 and yeah, I, I had an amazing, amazing career. But being really honest with you, the entire time I actually felt really unfulfilled. I never really felt happy. I never felt satisfied. And I remember like, you know, as a kid, I always dreamed of being in the West End. And then I remember getting my first West End job and just being so unsatisfied and thinking, oh yeah, but you know, I wish I was a part. And I was really disappointed because I wasn't playing a part or, you know, I wasn't dance captain or there was always something that I was thinking well I'll be happy when I do this and I'll be happy when I'm thinner and you know that whole that whole industry as well did nothing for my self-esteem it did nothing for my body image and the way that I felt about my body it really you know I was in not a great place with my body at all and my diet and I was very ill for probably like two years when I was at college just really 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 bad you know diet lifestyle and and anything I could do to be as thin as possible I would do so yeah so when I actually kind of came out of that dancing world I had a lot of work to do I had a serious amount of work to do on myself it wasn't helped either by the fact that I had a boyfriend towards the end of my dance career that was just an arsehole I mean sorry for the for the swearing I hope you don't mind that word but 
he was just an arsehole and he just literally stripped me of all, you know, self-esteem and self-confidence. And I just completely, oh, I just completely lost myself. And even my parents, you know, when we split up, they were just devastated to see this like shell of a person. You know, I was always so sprightly and so confident. And then out of that relationship and out of that industry, I was just literally a shell of myself. So yeah, at that point, I would definitely say that was my lowest my lowest point. But that is actually where my, I met my my fiance now, Kurt. And that was seven years ago now. Seven? Yeah, seven years ago. And that was like a, real, a real big turning point for me. You know, when we first got together, I remember thinking, what's the catch though? Like, he's really nice. And up until that point, I always thought that I wanted like, you know, a bad boy guy and I needed some kind of player to keep me on my toes. And he was just lovely and he treated me amazing. And yeah, straight away it was kind of like a fairy tale relationship really. So yeah, that was that was a great point. But then I decided, you know what? I'm going to go back into my dancing and I'm going to give it one more go. I lined up these auditions and I was like, I'm really going to like hit it hard. At this point I was 26 and as a dancer that is that's actually really late in your dance career. You know, that's you're kind of getting to the end of it. So I thought, come on, let's just smash out a few years really go for some goals that I want to go to. And I just kept, like I said, searching for that kind of fulfillment and thinking, you know, if I just get this job, this is going to make me happy. Or maybe if I can get a film, that's going to make me happy. Or maybe if I can get a part. So I went back and then 15 minutes into my first audition back, I actually went over on my ankle, tore all the ligaments of my foot. And that was it. I was just rushed off in a hospital. And it's so funny, you know, as well. Like when I think back at that time, I mean, it was mortifying getting carried out of an audition in a stretcher, but I went down and that was like the end of my career and the audition just kept going. I remember being on the phone to my dad and calling him and letting him know that, you know, there was an ambulance coming and I, I needed him to come get me and, and, and everything like that. And the music was still playing on the background, like, and like just no one cared <laughs> you know they just carried on with their with their thing like oh you know one down we've still got loads more to go so yeah and then I remember being in the ambulance and my dad said I really think this is a sign that you need to crack on with your with your business so at this point I'd started a business I started a network marketing business a couple a couple of months before and I was just fanning around with it to be honest I was really kind of playing at it, at it like a hobby and wasn't really taking it seriously and I was just like hey do you want a lipstick or hey yeah and just you know kind of all chat I really wasn't taking it seriously at all and when my dad said that to me I just thought maybe this is maybe this is actually a sign that you know I'm trying to force this this dancing career but actually I'm meant to be doing something else so kind of took it as a sign and completely threw myself into my business and honestly it's the best thing that's ever happened to me it is the best getting injured and changing the course of, you know, of my career just changed everything. And it's the best thing that ever happened to me. So my business is in the network marketing industry and it's actually, I'm aligned with a health and wellness company and the company is everything that I'm all about. It's all about healthy living to improve mind, body and skin and the kind of like holistic approach to all of it. I really believe that whatever we put in our body totally shows up in our mindset. And if we put crap in our body, we're going to feel crap and We're also going to look crap as well because it shows up in our skin. So I really believe in the whole connection of that. And network marketing as a business model just blew me away, really. I actually said no to the business for two years. My friend was trying to get me to join and I just didn't get it. Even though I was like poor and miserable and always moaning about my life, I was just really kind of against it. And I remember someone else actually telling me that their mum was going to join 
a network marketing business and I told her not I told him to tell her not to which I feel awful about now because she could have literally changed her life but yeah and I just didn't get it I was really kind of skeptical of it and I just thought oh I can't be asked to go and you know knock on doors and deliver products and I just had it completely wrong to be honest and then two years after my friend you know trying to tell me about it I finally sat down and listened to it and I just was totally blown away I was like why is everyone not doing this? It made total sense to me. So yeah, over the next kind of six years from starting my business, I learned so much. It's so crazy because, you know, network marketing is, it's a, you know, it's a product-based business and it's about health and wellness and everything like that. But what you get alongside that is so much more than that. And I am who I am today because of what I've learned in that business. So I learned all the traits that all top entrepreneurs swear by now. I study a lot of top entrepreneurs and they all talk about the kind of habits that I've learned through building my business. That is, you know, resilience and tenacity and grit and vision and law of attraction and empowering people and leadership. And I've learned all of that through building that business. So I'm now at the very top of my company. I've I've worked my way through the kind of compensation levels and I'm a very, very top level of my company, which I'm so, so proud of. And there are currently in the UK about 35 to 40 people at that level. There's hundreds more in the, in the rest of the world. But yeah, I'm so, so proud to be part of that group. And I just have discovered a massive, massive love of helping people and coaching people. And, you know, I understand that not everyone is going to want to do network marketing, even though I think it's the most incredible business model. And I will never stop building my business because I know that I can help so many people through that business model. I understand that some people have a different course for what they want to do with their life. And I want to help as many people as possible. So I know that, you know, I got so much support. I learned so much from doing that. And I just felt like I had a kind of like sisterhood with me as I was doing it. And I want to be that that support for other people on their journeys. So, you know, throughout my podcast, I'm going to touch on all of these points so much more and what I learned at each point and you know, all of the kind of emotions that go with it. But that was the best thing to ever happen. And six years on, my life is dramatically different. You know, as a dancer, for well, for all of my adult life, really, I've always been poor. I've always struggled so much financially and just I'd work my ass off. I remember when I was at, I was doing a show at the London Palladium and I was doing a tour with Dame Medna Everidge. And London Palladium is like so prestigious, you know. And, and before, when I was at college, I used to always dream of doing a show at the London Palladium. And I was there, I was doing a show, but I really needed to buy a car. So I actually got another waitressing job. So I was waitressing during the day. I'd work all day, finish my shift at half five. Then I'd be at work by six and then I'd do a show in the evening. And I was just doing that over and over. And that was throughout the whole Christmas period, just so that I could save up to get a car. And the car that I got was just crap. (laughs) It was a black Mazda Sport. Like, do not be fooled by the sport because there was nothing sporty about it whatsoever. It was awful. And I actually put loads of thought into it. I don't know how I got got to that. But anyway, I was just always doing jobs to try and get some more money. You know, I'd do like podium jobs. So I'd, work, I'd go to a nightclub and I'd like, you know, like those dancers that you see in a really trashy bikini and they just like come on every like, I don't know like three times an hour or something. And I do that and I do it for like 60 pound cash in the central of, center, center of London. And I remember driving in from, I think it was Basingstoke or wherever I was living. I think it was Crowthorne. I drove into London, parked my car at like 10 o'clock at night, 
went and did my little podium shift. I got 60 pound cash. And then when I came out, I got a parking ticket for 120 quid. And I just remember thinking, come on. And stuff like that was always happening. You know, I was, the, the, the kind of biggest turning point for me was, I remember being at, I was doing a show at the O2 and it was the final 10 Monty Python shows. It was a massive deal. It was actually streamed live to all countries across the world. So people were watching it live in cinemas, people were watching it live on Sky at home. And it was a huge, huge deal. And I remember doing that. It was a major career highlight. And then in the morning, I was working at my local pub in um, Basingstoke because I just needed to get some more cash. And you know, that job had finished and I needed to kind of, you know, pay my bills. And it just was such a highlight for me that the highs were incredible, but the lows were too low to keep going. So I actually, in my lifetime, have tried so many different things. I've tried so many different jobs. I was a taxi driver when I lived in Germany, not like a registered one, but literally I just got a car and drove people around. (laughs) I used to do like airport drop-offs. I also set up my own dressmaking company called Carly Can Make That, where I basically just made clothes for people but although it was good I was working like 12 hour days just trying to bash out all these like I remember doing all these checkered cooking aprons because I thought that they were good and I thought everyone was going to want these cooking aprons so I bashed out like I don't know 50 cooking aprons and basically no one wanted my cooking aprons so yeah I just I realized that I couldn't ever make the money that I needed to make because I was working so hard and I tried so many things I was so flaky I would try stuff and then give it up and then you know, just had no kind of stability at all. But yeah, seven, well, six years on now from starting my network marketing business, everything's changed. And I'm now a new mummy. I say new mummy, he's actually almost one. He's 11 months. So yeah, he's 12, he's one years old next month, which is crazy. And that has changed everything. That has just been such a incredible journey to start. I'm so excited about sharing all of that. I'm going to be sharing, you know, lots more of that on my social media and on YouTube and stuff. But yeah, it's been the most amazing journey. And I'm so, so, so grateful that I chose to just power through with my network marketing business because now it's given me all the freedom and all the choices that I just so, I'm so, so grateful for now. You know, I get to choose where I work and when I work and how I spend my time. And to be really honest with you, most of the time I, I it's from home. <laughs> like that whole lockdown experience was dream scenario for me. I love being at home, even though I'm, I can be extroverted and I can be the life and soul of the party sometimes. I really am a true introvert. I think it's called an ambivert actually when you're kind of both of them. But I'm in my happiest place when I'm at home with my family, really kind of low-key life. But yeah, so that my network marketing business and what I've learned in that process has completely changed me as a person. I've learned so much and that's really what I'm going to be sharing with you a lot. You know, not necessarily about the business, but what I've learned mindset wise, because, you know, in in a network marketing business, 1% of people make it to the top and that's where I'm at now. And it's not because 1% of people have the opportunity. Everyone has the same opportunity, same as in any other business, but actually only 1% of people stick it out long enough. And that's really where I want to help people. So much of becoming more and doing more and just kind of creating something of yourself or going after your dreams is about mindset. And you have to get that in check. And I've been so fortunate that 
you know, in my network marketing business, I've had amazing people around me. I've got amazing mentors. And when I've had a bit of a wobble, and believe me, I had a million wobbles and I wanted to quit so many times, I've always had people around me to kind of motivate me and empower me and inspire me. But I know that that's really rare. And anyone else on a different journey, you know, whether it's that you're starting out on Etsy and you're making some crochet, I don't know, placemats, or whether you're doing something on social media or whatever it is that you want to do, the mindset thing is always going to come in and take you out. And if you're doing it on your own, you're really going to struggle. So this is why I want to help you. And I'm just so excited to share with you everything that I've learned, basically. So I hope that's given you a good idea of who I am, what I'm about. Like I said, I'm going to share so much more of that and kind of go into different elements of it a lot deeper. But yeah, I'm going to be interviewing lots of amazing people. And I just, the people that I've got speaking, I just love to bits and I'm so inspired by them. And if there's anything that you want me to cover, please, please, please reach out to my social media. So reach out to at Carly Myers Lifestyle on my Instagram. Send me a message. Let me know what you want to see. If there's an element of your business or an element of personal development or something that you struggle with, please reach out to me because I really want to cover it. And of course, just share this with anyone else that you think would benefit from it as well because I just want this to reach as many people as possible. The more people that listen to this and the more people that subscribe and leave me a review and share it with other people, the more content I can put out. And then that means that I can help and impact a lot more people. And that's what this is all about. So thank you so much for listening. I can't wait for you to listen to the next episode and I will see you soon. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.